Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Fusion Church. How are you guys feeling? We are almost halfway through the Daniel fast. I hope you guys are still pushing along and still going strong. I pray that you, as you're fasting, the Lord is revealing new things to you. He's He's speaking to you. He's opening up your mind, your heart for for, for things He wants to, to share with you. And uh, oh man, it's been it's been an amazing time so far with the Daniel fast. And I just want to encourage you guys keep going, keep going, because uh, we went through the hump. Right, we went through the first couple day hump, the caffeine um, withdrawals. Um, I still, I still have my cup, but it's, it's it's not Bustelo, guys. It's I got some some honey and lemon tea in here. Ugh, ugh, it's horrible. But you know what? We're gonna keep going, and and we're gonna believe that God's gonna just do amazing things through this uh, through this fast. So um, today we are in Daniel nine. <clears throat> And um, so before we begin, let's open up with a word of prayer. Father, we love you, Lord, and we just we just thank you for, for your word, Lord God, and, and that we even have the opportunity, Lord, just to, to dig into your word and to learn the, the truths and the new truths that you want to reveal to us, Lord. I pray, Father, that we will never take that for granted, Lord. Father, during this time, I pray that it'll be your words that are heard and not mine, that I would fade to the background and, and you would be at the forefront of what you want to reveal to your children, Lord God. We just thank you for this in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys got to bear with me. I'm a little bit under the weather. So if I sound kind of funny, that's why. All right. Daniel 9, and I am reading from the New King James Version. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the lineage of the Medes, who was made king <clears throat> over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned, committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face, as it is this day, to the men of Judah to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those near and those far off in all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord, our God, belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God, to walk in his laws, 
which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a greater disaster. For under the whole heaven, such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God, that he might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because of our sins and for the iniquities of your of our fathers. Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and the supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. Verse 20. Now, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Amen. 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 All right. So I'm not going to have time to go into that last portion, uh, beginning with verse 20, because there's just too much to cover there. Um, that's all talking about, you know, the end times, the tribulation era, antichrist. There's, it's just, there's just too much. And when it talks about 70 weeks and 62 weeks, like there's, there's so much, um, I would need, um, probably a few weeks, um, every single day to really 
have some kind of understanding. And even that portion of the scripture, um, there's still different commentators and, and different theologians who believe believe different things. So we're not even going to touch that, okay? But we are going to start with book with a verse one, excuse me, like we normally do. And Daniel, he says, he says, you know, understood by the books. You know, so so Daniel nine is one of the most um amazing and, and, and significant prophetic passages in the Bible. And it begins with with Daniel understanding and and an application of prophecy. He understood something from reading the words of God's prophets. Prophecy, listen, prophecy is meant to be understood. Perhaps we're not going to understand every single detail, right? But prophecy, <clears throat> it, but you know, it's meant to be understood. So certainly the, the main points of prophecy, they're going to make some sense. Daniel understood when it says by the books, the, the specific words recorded by the previous books that been, had been written, namely Jeremiah and Isaiah. Daniel could, you know, so Daniel, he, he he's an Old Testament guy, so he couldn't read the New Testament. He certainly couldn't read, you know, passages like, like 2 Timothy and 2 Timothy 3.16. Um, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So he understood, like, if these prophets wrote something, this was going to happen. This was real. This was inspired by God. And, and, and so it says the number of, of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, the prophet in verse two, Daniel knew that effective prayer comes out of knowing and praying both God's words and, and our present circumstances. Okay. A lot of us, we like to pray just about our circumstances, right? But there's no power behind that. But if we pray with our present circumstances, along with the word of God, you know, it says all God's promises are yes and amen. So if we, if we can, if we can take what we're going through and then take the scriptures and, and say, I'm going through this Lord, but your word says this, your word says that now there's power, right? Now God knows you have an understanding of what his word is. That's why it's so important guys, that we remain faithful with our our daily reading of the word, our daily praying, okay? Daily getting on the soap. And you know what? Personally, if you guys get on this 6 a.m. soap, I love seeing your faces. But if you're not doing that, do something. Be in the word daily. There's plenty of people who don't soap. There's plenty, right? I talk to guys all the time, you know, and they're like, well, you know, I try to do it and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but are you doing something? Because you have to be fed, brothers and sisters. You have to be fed by the word of God. And so in, in Daniel's study of these prophecies, he was seeing specific numbers, specifically the year 70, 70 years described in the book of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 29, verse 10, it says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. It's important to note that Daniel regarded these as real, literal years. They weren't, it weren't intended to be, to be understood as, as symbolic years. He understood they were going to be in Babylon for 70 years. 
And so he was also undoubtedly familiar with Isaiah's prophecy regarding Cyrus and Isaiah 44, uh, 28 through 45, verse 4. You know, Isaiah specifically talked about a guy named Cyrus was going to come. So when Daniel saw this dude Cyrus show up, he's like, oh, wow, God's prophecies are happening right now. So he must have been really encouraged when, when what was prophesied so long prior to him was now coming to pass. And, and God and Daniel believed that God would, would accomplish 70 years of this captivity. Yet he prayed passionately that God would do what he promised to do. He knew that God's promises invite our prayers and participation. They don't exclude our prayers and participation. Okay. Some of us have received uh, promises over our lives. Some of us have been spoken over, right? That doesn't mean you just stop praying like, well, God said it, it's going to happen. No. Now it's time for you to pray even more because you received a word. Sometimes I've had, I've had words, you know, uh, prayed over my life, over my family's life. And when I'm not seeing things happen, you know, you know what my prayer is? And I'm going to encourage you for this to be your prayer. God, you said, you said that this was going to happen. Your word says this is going to happen. So now I need you to show up. God, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be interceding. I'm going to do all the things I'm supposed to do. You have to do the rest because, God, you put a calling on my heart. You put this desire on me. I didn't put it in here. You know, I didn't put it in here. Listen, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with you guys. All right. Being a pastor is hard. Being a pastor is really hard. And I never really wanted to be a pastor. Now, let me caveat that. Being a pastor is also the best job I've ever had in my life. I absolutely love it. But prior to me really trying to step into this, I wanted nothing to do with it. Right? It wasn't what does it wasn't the desire of my heart, but God placed it in my heart. Right? And what I had to do was walk into it. And then it was like, okay, God, you said this was going to happen. I need you to move. You gave me a word. Now I'm going to be praying. I'm going to and I want to participate in this. And now I'm in, I'm doing something that I'm feeling finding the most fulfillment in my entire life. Right? God has put things in your heart. God has told you, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I need you to talk to this person. I need you to pray for that person. I need you to start this business. I need you to start this ministry. And the, the worst thing we can do is just sit on our hands and do nothing. Sit and do absolutely. God, you said, so I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for it to happen. And cross your arms in defiance. God, you do it. No, because if God wants you to start that business, well, maybe it's time for you to go back to school and get a business degree. You know, if God wants you to, to start that ministry, well, maybe it's time for you to, to learn about ministry. All right. There's always a part for us to play. And this this and this this principle is is repeated in, in many passages in in First Peter uh, uh, three twelve it indicates that there's a sense there's a sense that we can hasten the Lord's coming by our holy conduct and our godly lives. We can also excuse me hasten the Lord's coming through through evangelism because Paul says that God's prophetic focus on Israel will resume when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in Romans eleven twenty five. 
God, God needs us to do our part. All right. Now, let me, God doesn't need us. Right. But when we do our part, then he knows that we're on board and he knows, okay, now, now they're ready. Now my people are ready for me to move. God, uh, Daniel wanted to, to, to prevail in prayer, asking God to take, you know, so, so the 70 years, the, the children of Israel, they, they were able to take a couple different um, starting points for when those 70 years will begin in captivity. Um, in 605 BC, Israel, uh, Jerusalem was attacked. And that's when Daniel and the others like, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all those guys were first taken to Babylon. In 597 BC, um, Jerusalem was attacked and the treasure was taken from the temple. And then finally in 587 BC, um, Jerusalem was attacked and then the nation was completely exiled to Babylon. Right. So Daniel, he, he his prayer was that those 70 years began at the earliest point, that the first attack, you know. So he just thought that was his prayer. And it goes on to say in the first year of Darius, you know, so this was still three to four years before 70 years had passed from the, from the first point, 605 BC. So, but this was not too soon for Daniel to begin praying. Daniel had the foresight to look ahead to what was going to be happening and continue to be praying. It says the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, even, even in God's eternal decree, is God had an essential role for the people to play. We each have a role to play in the kingdom of God. We each have a role to play in God's plan <clears throat> for evangelism, for reaching those who are far from Jesus, for equipping Christ's followers and then going out to all the nations. We each have a role to play. Here we're seeing. Jeremiah had a prophecy. Daniel had a prayer. And then Cyrus made a proclamation. God had a whole plan for things to happen, but then he had people in place to make things happen. And listen, Daniel, by his, his tribal heritage, he was not uniquely qualified for ministry. Daniel was not uniquely qualified for intercession. He didn't belong to a priestly family like, like Ezekiel, right? He wasn't a, a prophet like Isaiah or Jeremiah. Yet, like all of us, he could pray. That is one thing each of us can do. Each of us can pray. You may not be called to be a preacher. You can pray. You may not be called to, to do any one of the, you know, to, to be on the worship team or playing in the band, but you can pray. You know, you may try out for, you know, to, to work on hospitality and you make the nastiest cup of coffee in the world, but you can still pray. Right. You may not be able to dance like Doug or Pop in the in the foyers of one of our locations. Right. But you can still pray. Everyone can pray. Right. That is the one gift set that we can all have, that we all have is the ability to pray. In fact, in fact, Daniel's calling and, and station in life made it less likely that well, he would be such a man of prayer because Daniel was a politician. He was a high government official. 
right? Even, you know, especially once he, they were taken into Babylon, he was called up to be, to be in, in the royal court of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was a politician, right? I don't know about y'all, but when I look at some of our politicians, I highly doubt many of them pray, right? I highly doubt it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know their hearts. Only God knows their hearts. But Daniel, and, and let me let me also say this. The things that we see in politics today is nothing new. It's been happening for generations and generations going all the way back to ancient governments, okay? So with that being said, Daniel still had time to pray. And by our, our reasoning, that would make no sense. How could, you know, but he still prayed. Charles Spurgeon wrote, do not, I pray you, get into the habit of neglecting the assembling of yourselves together for prayer. How often have I said all our strength lies in prayer? When we are very few, God multiplied us in answer to prayer. Prayer is so important, brothers and sisters. That's why every opportunity you have to get, especially into corporate prayer, at the church this morning, we have worship and prayer at both of our locations at 9 a.m. Get into prayer with your brothers and sisters. There's power in prayer, right? There's something special happens when the when the body of Christ comes together in unity, worshiping our Savior and praying before the throne. There is something so spectacular that happens, right? Don't think. Listen, don't think you cannot do it. Don't think, listen, can we be real, guys? All right. A lot of y'all know me. Some of y'all don't, right? But I'm going to tell you like it is. One of the things that gets on my nerves, all right, this is between us, all right? It's, 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 there's 62 of us, 62 of us on this call, between us, 62, right? Nicole, Christy, Doug, Frank. Yolanda, Jesus, just, just us, right? It's just us. We're just family, right? When people tell me, I don't know how to pray, or, 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 ooh, Bob, I'm about to get crazy. I can't pray. It gets on my nerves. And quite frankly, it ticks me off. I can't pray. Why can't you pray? Can you talk? Can you talk? Because I guarantee you, if I put a phone in your hand, right? And I say, hey, here's your, your, your spouse, here's your friend, here's your buddy, blah, blah, blah. You ain't going to shut up. You know why I know that? Because I've seen some of y'all in the foyers of our locations, and you guys won't talk. And sometimes when y'all see me, right, you'll just talk my ear off, and I love it. So I know you can talk. If you can talk, you can pray. If you can talk, you can pray. Praying is just a, con that's right, just a conversation with God, Doug. It's just a, con just talk. He's your savior. He's your father right? Talk to him like a father. Pop and I, we talk all the time. He's my father, right? And I don't, I don't go to him and I don't, and I don't, and I don't say, you know, oh, for out thou father, how would, how would it be thy name? No, I say, hey, pop, how you doing? What's going on? That's all it is, a conversation. And the more you do it, right? Because the more you have a conversation in a relationship, the closer you get. The more conversations you get, you have, the closer you get. God wants a close relationship with you. 
How do you know anybody by conversation? How do you get close to anybody through conversation, right? But I think we, we, we as, as believers, we, we put this, um, this stigma on prayer. Like it's got to be this, this deep, theologically correct thing, and it's not. There are people on this call that I've gotten close with, right? But the only way I got close to them was by talking to them. The only, boy, only reason why, me and my wife, we've been married for 20 years, 20 years. And we talk every single day, right? I get on her nerves every single day, right? But I know her. And the best part is, is that I'm still knowing her. So there's no, there's no like final level to knowing God. So the more we do it, the closer, the closer we get. So then your prayers they, then your prayers will begin to change. Because when we're, when we're new believers, our prayers can be very, very selfish. God, I need. God, I want. God, will you do? But the closer we get to God, the more we know him, right? The more, the, 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 more, the, the easier it is to recognize his voice. The easier it is to, to, to recognize when he's speaking to me. And telling me and, and and revealing new things to me, so then the prayers begin to change. The prayers begin to change, and then <clears throat> and we see this with Daniel, right? Verse three says, "I set my face." It implies determination in prayer. Daniel had a goal to reach through prayer, and he and and he approached God as as a man who would not be denied what he was going to be asking for because he knew what he wanted was not motivated by selfish desires. He begins with, Oh Lord, great and awesome God, right? We need to acknowledge who God is, right? If you begin your prayer with, with hey God, listen, 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 I got some bills. I need to take care of this. No, begin your prayer with worship. Begin your prayer with acknowledging who he is. Right. He 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 Daniel approaches prayer the way we all should by recognize recognizing the greatness and the goodness of God. Sometimes, you know, we approach God as if he's like this stingy person who must be persuaded to give us anything. But but the problem that Daniel knew that the problem was not with God, because it says God keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him. Daniel's prayer was remarkable for both his, his understanding and his earnestness before God. He says, and this is key right here, we have sinned and committed iniquity. Daniel confessed Israel's sin. He, he prayed as if, as if he were as bad as Israel. Daniel was the only dude who was praying. Daniel was the only guy that was, that was trying to, to make intercession before the Lord, right? But he prayed as if, as if he was also committing all of the sins, right? This was a this was a confession of we and not they. He wasn't saying, "Lord, I'm going to pray for them. They're messing up. They've done this because of them. We're in captivity." No, he's saying, "No, we have transgressed before you. We have committed sin." In a sense, you know, this kind of tells me that they prayers. They prayers, 
they did, they should. Those types of prayers never reach God. They only they 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 don't make it past the ceiling in your house. Genuine we prayers see correctly and see our our our, our fellow fellow people with with compassion. You know, maybe that's why there's such a disconnect between the church and the world, because the church has has uh, uh, made it to where, and this is the capital C church, okay? Because one thing, one of the great things about fusion is that we accept people, come in, flaws and all, flaws and all, right? But there are churches who will see certain people walk through the doors, and right away, you can't be here. We're going to pray for you, but you can't be here, right? Those prayers don't work, brothers and sisters. And maybe that's why there's such a disconnect between the church and the world. Maybe that's why so many people hate the church. They look at the church and they, they, see, they see all the bad that, you know, they, they read the headlines. But it maybe if we had more of compassion, you know, and this, and, you know, and, and, and again, capital C church, the church as a whole, the church throughout history. You know, and instead of our prayers being, you know, I, you know, I pray for, for them. I pray for them. I do, you know, blah, blah. I, Lord, we have messed up. We have, you know, transgressed upon you. We have committed sin, you know, sorry, Lord, I, I, I pray that you forgive us for, 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 for cursing your name. You know, I, for, for, I for, forgive you for, for whatever it is. And see, so Daniel's confession of sin might seem kind of phony, like it's like he's just doing wordplay until we realize how how passionately and completely he is focused on God. He says, I set my face. He is focused on the Lord. He says, righteousness belongs to you. And I'm going to begin to close here. But to us, shame of face. Daniel knew that Israel's sin was not God's fault. God is utterly righteous. God is blameless. So any shame of face belonged to Israel, not to God. Instead of complaining, Daniel confessed. Instead of complaining, he confessed. See, even during, during times of great revival amongst God's people, the Holy Spirit always brings a deep conviction and awareness of sin when, 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 and when that is responded to rightly confession is appropriately made genuine appropriate confession will be sincere it will be it will, it will be specific and it'll be thorough god speaks to us brothers and sisters god reveals stuff to us and as i close during this time of of prayer and fasting maybe there's a sin in your life that that you've been you've been trying to hide from God. Maybe there's something that you've been running away from. And during this time, as we're fasting, you know, certain types of food, some of us are fasting, social media, TV, whatever it is. And now you have more time to spend with the Lord. You have more time to really hear his voice and listen to what he's trying to tell you. He's going to reveal those things to you. Not with condemnation, but as a father saying, look, my child, look what you're doing. Walk away from that. Come to me. Confess. Repent. 
I will make you whole. And some of us fear what that wholeness means. I'm not going to get into that because whew, we're going to we're going to get too deep. So, my brothers and sisters, as I close, the Lord is speaking. Are you listening? When we're praying, what what type of prayers are we praying? Are we praying selfish they prayers? Are we are we praying we prayers? Because I'm telling you, when our prayer life gets right, when our prayer life gets earnest, God begins to move. And we will see things that will, will blow our minds away. He who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We just thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that that you, you've given us this, this way to communicate with you prayer that's so easy. Father, we, 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 we repent for, for looking at prayer as something that we can't do, Lord God, as a, almost as if it's a, it's a barrier between us and you, Lord God. But Father, we would look at, look at it as what you intended as a way for us to communicate with our Father. Because that's all you want from us. You created us for relationship. You created us to be able to commune with you, Lord God. So, Father, I pray that we will do that, Lord. And as, as the more we pray, Father, the more you will reveal to us, the clearer your voice will get. So we could be what you truly intend us to be, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone in this call, Lord God. Bless their homes, Father. Bless them, keep them, and guide them, Father. And bring us all back again. In your name we pray. Amen and amen, and amen. All right, guys. Love y'all. We'll see you soon. God bless.